Welcome to this episode of the Allied Show. I'm here with Andy Lou. Hi. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for having me on your show. No dramas. Um, so I've been doing some reading and, and looking at, at what you're into, um, what's happening in your world. And I guess, can you just give us a quick overview of, um, you know, part of the Andy story? Thank you. I'd love to talk about me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, look, I, before we do talk about me, I would love to talk about the name of your show, Allied, because being a natural health practitioner and wellness professional, I think it's so important to love language and the derivative of words. And the word allied just means so much to me because, you know, they talk about alternative care and then, of course, the medical model, which is the allopathic model, and then alternative therapies. And I always say, because the alternative therapies are under the umbrella of the allied health professionals. So you've got beautiful work that chiropractors do and, you know, acupuncturists and so on and so forth. But really, what's it an alternative to? Because we, we need both. You know, I prefer to call it complementary health care. So the allied health professionals are the real silent front frontline workers that are keeping people out of the hospital systems yeah they're the they're the real heroes yeah i love that and i think the main reason we called it allied is obviously our publication is called allied and and for me there was a whole lot more meaning behind the word than just a health professional it was everybody working together for one purpose and that purpose being the person that they're they're treating or, or working with so that's kind of how that came about and I love that you say that because at the end of the day, it really is all about the patient or the person that we're caring for. It's not about who is the better practitioner because it's really just about the outcome of what that person needs. And so we do need to work together co-managing. And I do like to call them the person, not the patient, because as a lover of language, I understand that patient means one who suffers. And when you are working with allied health professionals like the chiropractors and the acupuncturists and the things that I was talking about, people are actually beginning, becoming more and more well with each visit, with each adjustment, with each, you know, appointment. Whereas in the medical model, they're just kind of keeping them stagnant as to or getting them back to where they were. But with wellness, there's no ceiling as to how healthy you can be. And that's the beauty of the, uh, I guess, proactive model of care as opposed to the allopathic model, which is the reactive model of care. You wait till something's broke and then you fix it and you only get person back to where they were whereas with wellness there's no ceiling as to how healthy you can be on a daily basis absolutely and i think you know i've had a couple of conversations recently um and the topic of you know where does fitness come into this where does where do gyms come into this where do you know all of those things that don't sit under the typical allied health umbrella where they still play a huge role in a person's health so you know, we need to we need to look at it more holistically and think about well, you know, how how what is involved in a person's life and how do we then have to you know connect all the pieces. Look, I love that you're bringing up the word holistic because again, that is a wellness term itself. So holistically looking after a person, understanding that the knee bone is connected to the thigh bone and that everything is connected. And that's the title of my eighth book. So if I may talk about myself a little bit now, I'm an author, best-selling author, and my eighth book is called Connected, a paradigm shift in how we view health. And I love that I'm educating people about 
understanding that we are connected to each other, our bodies are connected, and we're looking at health from a holistic perspective as opposed to the allopathic model who uh, is not only reactive in its approach but also mechanistic in its perspective, so not recognising that the knee bone's connected to the thigh bone. And the wellness model of care is about always addressing the root cause of whatever's going on for the person. Hmm. So eight books, like, are you... <laughs> <laughs> do you do you like the punishment that comes with writing a book? Like, what's that about? Every single time I birth another book, I say to myself, I am never doing this again. And then I get an idea for another one. <laughs> it's just a labour of love, literally, because, um, yeah, I just think there's so much to educate people and knowledge is power, as we know. And if I'm gifted with the information that I have about how to create a better quality of life naturally, then why wouldn't I pay it forward? So, yeah, um, definitely have loved storytelling and healing through storytelling uh, which is so healing but then another element of what I do is presenting you know as a I started off as a radio presenter and then a television presenter and now spokesperson for wellness brands and we are in a wellness revolution it's a trillion dollar industry now and what I'm loving actually is I'm seeing trends happen and I'm writing about them all the time I mean at the moment brain health is the new gut health and I wanted to talk to you about one of the brands that I've been a spokesperson for recently, they're a nootropics brand, which are the smart drugs. But the beauty of nootropics is that they're not a drug. It's all natural. So it means that you can actually improve cognitive function. So eutropics is the name, Y-O-O-tropics. Um, and you can improve cognitive function through taking these 12 stacked nootropic ingredients that actually improve memory recall, uh, remove brain fog, and they can make all of these claims because they are TGA listed. So they've gone through all the rigorous scientific uh, research. And, um, yeah, it's just incredible to watch. Nootropics is going to be a market by 2024. It'll be worth $6 billion US dollars. Yeah, so, you know, quite a big market. It's, um, it's, it's super interesting because I was talking to um, Dr. Jenny Brockus and she is um, in brain health and as a GP who completely burnt out and, and looked at, you know, why did this happen and, and things like that. So from her perspective, like she's seen so much burnout, so much stress, all of this. And then obviously we then see the trickle effect of that. So, you know, I'm, I'm super open to learning about all of these other ways that you can just make small improvements to your life. Um, because, you know, like you said, it, it is a huge wellness you know let's say revolution at the moment it's just growing so fast um yeah and i i think it's amazing because it actually you know we're we're looking inward for for once it's, it's something that you know we're, we're looking at ourselves and going you know is this right for me is this how can i feel better how can i do this better like it's really really awesome to see what's even more cool is that it's not just about how you feel but it's about how you function even the World Health Organization's definition of health is not merely the absence of symptoms and infirmity or disease, but rather the state of optimal function on every level. And my favourite quote is actually by Thomas Edison. Yes, the guy who invented the light bulb. 
And he said the doctor of the future will give no medicine. He will rather educate his patients in the care of the human frame, in diet and in the cause and prevention of disease. So it's really interesting to know that we are sitting now with some of the best doctors of the future right now, the educators, the people who are helping us to uh, do the work and be accountable for our own health because we realise that even with the best doctors, drugs and surgeons and, you know, practices, medical practices in the world, we're still a sick world. (laughs) So we have to take our health in our own hands. Absolutely. And and now is the perfect time to be doing that because you've got all of these emerging um, brands and almost like sectors, like new sectors are being created. Um, And I think like that, that's a super exciting thing. So what I suppose, what got you into the industry in the first place? Um, I've always had a passion for storytelling and I've always been vehemently opposed to drugs. And I think I just married my two loves from a very young age and became this very unique uh, wellness expert, researcher, storyteller and certified food lifestyle and wellness coach is my formal qualification. But, uh, yeah, from the age of five I just remember sort of being given some cough medicine and being out of my body and having hallucinations and thinking that that just didn't feel right for me. You know, at a very young age, the drugs are at such a disconnect, whether they're a prescribed drug or I've never had any other kind of drug, but it's such a disconnect. And then I discovered through the chiropractic profession um, the notion of the power that makes the body heals the body through the workings of the nervous system. It's through our nervous system that we perceive the world, adapt to stress and coordinate all bodily functions. And when we have a good working nervous system, uh, gut health and hormones, the, the possibility of healing naturally is just through the roof. And I got really excited about optimising that and went on a mission and crusade, if you like, to continue to research on all the different things that we can do to uh, optimise our self-healing capacity and our optimal function that is possible through a great working body. Um, And then obviously, yeah, the storytelling stuff for me, I mean, even our first people are all about dream time. So storytelling is very healing. It's been around forever. Um, And I write about this in my book as well because I do have a gorgeous friend who is a dear um, advisor about first the first people and and her she wrote a it's I'm stuttering because it means a lot to me actually Um, Sandy Greenwood I met her on a plane on the way back from New York I was doing some stuff at New York Live with some of my books and uh, we met on a plane and and she was commissioned by the government to talk about her family's stolen generation. So she ended up living with me and I sort of supported her on that because it was very important for me to learn what it is our first people have been trying to teach us for centuries and that is to respect country and one another and, um, you know, the self-healing capacity of the body and, and what we have available to us from the land to facilitate that. So, yeah, just uh, storytelling and from the age of five, I could read encyclopedias. <laughs> now that's giving away my age. <laughs> I'm very proud of it though. But um, yeah, I thought I was in trouble at the time when I read very fluently when the teacher said to me, you know, read this page. And then she said, continue to read. And I realized that the whole class wasn't able to finish or, or get a word in. And I was like, I felt really sad that I'd read the whole book. Um, and then I got called into the principal's office and 
a big thick encyclopedia was slammed from the top shelf and eight teachers were all around and they pointed to a random page and said, read this. And I remember reading it in my best reading voice and thinking, I'm not in trouble, I'm a genius. (laughs) So from that moment on, um, I was charging people 50 cents at school to read them the book, Where Did I Come From? (laughs) The Birds and the Bees. So I've always been an entrepreneur telling stories and educating and um, yeah, and, and just I think as a wellness coach, what I love to do for others is to help them realise their calling. You know, Chris, we just um, we are all called to do something. We're all passionate to do something and, and to serve a higher purpose, like to love, serve, nurture and leave a legacy. However, somewhere along the line somebody told us, no, that's not a real job or you shouldn't be doing that or you can't do that, especially in Australia we have tall poppy syndrome all around us. But in actual fact, that's when we're really living is when we're, you know, working in our calling and living out our inspired destiny. I think that's why I love um, telling stories so much as well. I think we're very similar in that that aspect of telling stories for me um, isn't about myself. It's about how can I, you know, get this, how can I learn about this person? Because I was constantly meeting people um, through work and, and you would you would meet a person and you would know nothing about them and you would know nothing about their story, what they've been through, what they've done. And I think like that was something that was a big driver for me. I think once I started to go through some of my own stuff, knowing what you're able to hide as a person um, and how much you can actually carry um, and then going, well, you know, surely other people are carrying stuff as well. And then I, I started to do print magazine and interviewing and then just fell in love with the whole storytelling process of getting to know somebody and asking them a question they've never been asked before. And and that to yeah. me was was really cool. Um, and, you know, I've, I've got examples for everything because I just I love to talk to people and and learn about, you know, what they've done and, and how they've, they've gone through things. And I, again, this week was, um, I'm going to reference somebody again that I was speaking to his name is, is Matthew James and he um, started recovery lab and what that meant to him. Um, and he kind of told part of his story on the podcast uh, earlier this year and his mum was listening and she had no idea and actually, you know, spoke to him and, and was tearing up saying, I had no idea that, that that was kind of, you know, the journey that you went through. Um, so, you know, that's the power of actually getting someone to open up and, and talk about something. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So it, was, it was super interesting to, to go through that and um, just understand the risk people put themselves in to actually go out and and follow what they're actually wanting to do um it's not easy well you know what it comes from the word courage to have the courage to do what it is you're called to do and because i love language i looked at the meaning of the word courage it comes from the french word liqueur which means the heart so when we have courage we're actually acting out of heart and i'm all about that Totally. I, I think, you know, it's, it is, and we don't encourage that enough. I know. Um, it's, it's still very, what is your career going to be? What are you going to do at uni? What are you going to, like, it's kind of, 
you almost need to have it all figured out so early and it's just um it's so not the case um i don't know does anybody know it chops and changes and you kind of just have to follow it you have to kind of follow the the path of um learning essentially well i think nothing you do well, everything you do will always amount to something. So nothing you do is going to be wasted. I mean, I remember, I think what you're trying to say is to just follow your heart um, and it will keep changing and that's fine as long as you're listening to your heart. But I remember even doing some, I, I did some martial arts when I was younger and I was like, what am I doing this for? And then one day you know, I was an aerobics instructor and there was like a martial arts element in, in the aerobics. It was called Taibo or something at the time. And I remember thinking, oh, that's why. But something always leads to the next thing and nothing's ever wasted. Never. It, it, it's all somehow, um, you know, all working towards the same thing. So I think if we look at um, like your latest book, um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Connected, a shift in how we view health. It's actually a collation of all of my books, including my very first book, um, and almost like a revised edition with some added chapters about sleep, which is the next epidemic really because we're just not sleeping well anymore for various reasons. But there's a lot of, I guess, environmental pollution as well with the EMFs around us, the electromagnetic fields and our technology that we're overusing and the melatonin, which is the sleep hormone that's being robbed from our brains because we're looking at the blue light emitted from the screens. So the best thing to do is to actually just uh, start to synchronise with the circadian rhythm or, or the lunar cycle and go to sleep when the sun is setting and wake when it's rising. And if it's impossible to do that, you know, every day, I get it, we live in a modern world, then at least try it once or twice a week and you'll see what a difference it makes to your overall health and hormones. Um, so that's one chapter, but another chapter is about chiropractic myths and misconceptions. It's the fastest growing healthcare industry in the world that doesn't use drugs or surgery. Um, it's just an incredibly misunderstood profession and through taking pressure off the nervous system, which is what chiropractors do, they're experts in removal of nervous system interference with specific and scientific adjustments, they restore clearer communication from brain to body. And when we have clear communication from brain to body, our self-healing capacity just goes through the roof. The way we perceive the world, adapt to stress and coordinate all bodily functions are designed working in the way that they're designed to. But I think the biggest thing about the book is just understanding there are two, the shifts, the paradigm shifts, there are two types of care. One is the, you know, allopathic or medical model that we were speaking about. The other one is the wellness model. One is reactive, the other one is proactive. One is mechanistic in its approach, the other one is holistic in its approach. And to sort of say, well, it's not like one's better than the other. Of course, prevention is the cure, However, we do need both. And so I, I aim to heal that divide and understand that we do need both types of care but understand when we need allopathy and that is purely for emergency reasons. We should not be relying on drugs and surgery and medications for, like, everyday use. You know, the, there's, a, there's a section in my book called uh, it's about iatrogenesis. Do you know what iatrogenesis is, Chris? No. Nope. See, iatrogenesis is the leading cause of death in the modern world. 
And if it's the leading cause of death in the modern world, then how come we all don't know what it is? Why isn't it a known term? But it's actually hospital error or medical error. It's the right drugs at the wrong time or the wrong drugs at the right time. We're all just human and error happens. And this kind of topic gets swept under the carpet quite a lot. But what we can learn from it is that if that does happen and we still are in the best hands of the, sorry, in the hands of the best doctors, drugs and surgeons, then if we're still, if there's still a chance that you can die, why would you wait for the best doctor to cure you when you can act on a preventative level and actually potentially avoid any sickness yourself? So that should be enough to inspire you to be proactive. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's another big trend is, is the proactive care, the prevention of of illness rather than the treatment and um i know with a lot of the um ex-phys groups and and um physios and you know that's that's a big part of um what exercise does um and i know that that's that's their part of the puzzle um and it it is it's not going to be the solution for everybody so i think that's why it's important to look at everything um and not think that well the only way i'm going to get healthier is through exercise well there's another chapter in my book about nutrition and we know nutrition is key but assimilation of nutrition is what's most important you could be having the best you know organic food but if your nervous system or gut health is poor then you may as well be peeing it out because your body can't assimilate or use that nutrition same with supplements i mean i'm talking about eutropics which is a supreme nootropics brand but if I have, you know, a spine that's not working so well and that's housing my nervous system and I may as well, it, there's no point in having that fantastic supplementation if you can't use the nutrition properly. So I talk about the book about how to, in the book rather, about how to maximise that absorption, if you like, of nutrition. Yeah, awesome. And I think, like, if we, there's so much information, right? So there's information yeah. everywhere. And everyone's an expert as well is, is another classic one. And, you know, where do we, like, draw the line? Like, where do we, who do we go to? Do we go to someone like yourself? Where do we go to kind of find, you know, that, that balance? You know, health is also a belief system. So when it comes to health, I think it's best to allow that person to figure out what works best for them literally um however having said that if somebody is in a chronic state or has something a health challenge or an illness wrong with them disclaimer right now please go and see your healthcare practitioner of choice um but it's always my job as a health and wellness coach to guide that person to go down a path that feels right for them like literally it's such a holistic approach in in health and um you know it's not just about moving well or eating well it's about a body that is functioning best and I think at the end of the day like when you go to a hairdresser you want to go to that hairdresser that has amazing hair I mean that's a testimonial that speaks in it for itself you don't go to a hairdresser with a horrible hairstyle um and I mean I look fantastic for 72 so that yeah, quantifies <laughs> no look I, I you know what at the end of the day I'm an expert in wellness Uh, I've been teaching it for 30 years and I am going to be, wow, I'm I'm what? 
I thought I was going to be 48, but I'm actually going to be 49 in July. Oh, my God. This is so funny. Sometimes I forget my age because let's just face it, it's just a number. Um, But I know and I also don't look or feel it. And I think that that speaks in itself as well when it comes to what advice do you want to be taking? Somebody who walks their talk and it shows or somebody who has just big pharma dollars behind them and there's a bit of a hidden agenda. Um, you always have, you, you've just got to have a look at that person's agenda and what's their intention for giving you the information. Having said that, it's really important to make sure that all the training that one does, because everybody wants to be a health coach these days, and it's really important to make sure that the training that one does comes from a proper institution. Like at the moment, I've just done some uh, content for Endeavour College um, and, and of natural health and they're putting out some amazing short courses where people can get qualified within 20 hours but at least you're going to be able to do a comprehensive course with someone who has you know a great institution with up-to-date research so yeah where are you getting your information from and where are they getting their information from too absolutely and it's um it's one of those things where you've got people that, you know you can make any type of claim online. Um, you can write any bio you like, and it's kind of looking at looking deeper than that and doing your research and and figuring out you know who is who is the person you're digesting information from. So um, that's really you know a great point, and I think there's probably a lot more to that topic that that maybe we can we can discuss again sometime because I think that's that's a huge part of of the world that we're in yeah absolutely absolutely it's um yeah it's definitely an age of information (laughs) and 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 lots of it lots of it um well andy look thank you so much for spending some time today it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and I think um, let's talk about some other topics and, and get you back on and, and we can dive a little bit deeper into some of the, the extra areas that you work in. I would love to. Relationships and dating is one of my other favourite topics and having uh, creating sacred space and having safe interactions online, that's one of my other favourite topics to talk about. I've written a book about that too called Hashtag Insta Lovers. Um, but for all of my books, Uh, Yeah, it's a lot of fun, that one. For all of my books and any information, um, you can keep in contact with me on andylew.com, A-N-D-I-L-E-W.com, and follow me on Instagram, andy.lu. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll um, we'll definitely be in touch. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) 